With anything in life, we need to simplify the way that people learn, the way that people share ideas. It was often a frustrating experience when you're on the front line and you don't have the knowledge to properly um, deliver an answer to a customer. That doesn't deliver a great customer experience. It doesn't drive their likelihood to purchase or return. And you as a frontline associate feel disempowered in your role. Welcome to the Inspire Podcast, where we examine what it takes to intentionally inspire. I'm your host, Bart Egnall, President and CEO of The Humphrey Group. And if you've ever asked yourself, how can you develop an authentic leadership presence? Or how can you tell stories that have people hanging off every word Well, then this podcast is for you. And it's not just for executives. This is a podcast for anyone who wants to influence and inspire others in their work, but also in their life. Hi, and welcome back to the Inspire Podcast. We are fast approaching the one-year mark since I launched this podcast. And I got to say, it's been an incredibly rewarding uh, project. I have learned so much from my guests about leadership, about inspiration, about authenticity, about vulnerability, and I'm just loving it. And that's really the reason why I launched this. this. These are great passions of mine. But it's also been gratifying to hear, based on listenership, that it's been enjoyable for you, uh, our listeners. Uh, we've crossed over 10,000 listens, uh, and uh, I'm just thrilled the uh, viewership builds every month. So thank you. Uh, if you have enjoyed it, if you have uh, been doing more than a couple of those 10,000 downloads. If I could ask you a favor, take a moment, leave a review. It's uh, We're never going to charge, we're never going to advertise on the podcast. Uh, and so it's a, a simple way you can uh, tell others that you're enjoying it, tell me that you're enjoying it, and uh, I'd be very grateful for it. My guest today on the Inspire podcast is Jordan Eakers. And Jordan is the chief customer officer and co founder of Nudge Rewards. You'll hear more. It's a really innovative software uh, company that essentially uh, connects uh, the leadership of a company with the the frontline staff. And I had him on because he explains why it's so important to influence, inspire people at every level of a company. So without further ado, Jordan Eakers. So I'd like to welcome Jordan Eakers to the Inspire Podcast. Thank you. A pleasure to be here. Yeah, great to have you. And you are, uh, I hope I get this right, co-founder and chief customer officer of Nudge Rewards. That is correct. That's right. So in the 30-second soundbite, what is Nudge Rewards? Sure. So we are helping retail, food service, and hospitality brands change the way they think about empowering their frontline associates to deliver an exceptional experience. Uh, We live in a world now where the battleground for retail and hospitality is the experience that's delivered in store. And it's our belief that the frontline associates are such a critical part of that brand delivery. So we're helping brands through a software solution more effectively engage, communicate, and reward associates to execute on the brand's mission um, or things down to tactical um, initiatives like selling a coffee. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the reason why I was so interested to have you on is that you know I've spent my 20-year career in the executive suite and the senior management suite talking about how you communicate to employees. But it kind of never goes beyond all right, well, how are you going to, you know, what message would you deliver to middle management? And you've actually created an entire 
app and software ecosystem that facilitates that communication. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's fascinating to me. I worked in retail for most of my career. I worked in the operating side uh, before starting Nudge. And one of the things I was fascinated about is the fact that 80% of the workforce in retail and food service are frontline associates. These are individuals that brands have never truly invested in improving the way they communicate with them. They've never done anything other than communicate with that manager and hope that that manager effectively communicates critical information to the front line. So for us, there's just this amazing aha in the market where we said we have to help brands if we're having extremely compelling information and messaging crafted at headquarters, we need to help these brands find a more effective way to get them to the front line so that your front line is inspired, they're knowledgeable, um, and they're bought in on the mission behind the business. You know, before we dive into our conversation, so that, that's what Nudge does, what exactly is the experience of using Nudge? Sure. So imagine your frontline associate working at a retail location. You download a free application, it's voluntary, it's called Nudge Rewards, and it carries your organization's brand. It now allows you the ability to establish a direct communication channel with your organization to receive daily nudges. And so it's on your phone, it's on your mobile device. On your phone, you download it like you download any other app through App Store, and essentially the experience is every single day you're gonna receive a nudge. It's a push notification. It might include some information from the CEO of an organization talking about the new strategic direction of the business. It might include some product knowledge around initiative that was just launched. But the beautiful thing is we've designed it in a way that every single time you interact with a push notification, i.e. a nudge, we actually reward you with points. So we've kind of integrated game design and social mechanics. So as you interact with more and more content, you climb up a leaderboard versus others in your particular location. So we've gamified the experience of learning while also providing you the ability to provide feedback directly to the executives. So if the head of marketing was looking to take a new promotion to market and they were trying to figure out the best way to position that promotion to the customer, through Nudge, they can actually source feedback right from frontline associates to say, what's the best way to position this new coffee that's going to increase the likelihood for that particular customer to actually buy that product? So through Nudge, we're now empowering frontline associates with a voice to provide feedback So essentially, at the end of the day, it's an application that's changing the way that associates access information that's required to do their job in a fun, gamified experience whereby they earn points, and those points can be translated into extrinsic incentives, um, like a pizza party for a location or a vendor-sponsored prize. And and I know we'll talk more about this, but the standard for retail is rising. You know, when you can order anything you want from Amazon, have it show up the same day, You know, it better be a darn good experience to actually get you the one to take time out of your day to go into the store. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's quite fascinating. If you look at any of the uh, customer satisfaction research that's out in the market right now, uh, which is essentially designed to get feedback from customers on their experience in store, um, typically one of the top two pieces of feedback that from, that come from customers is the impact of the associate on the in-store experience. And we find right now, if you look at the way that retailers are bringing their offering to the market. Like they're innovating in store. I, I just as I was walking here today, I had a chance to go to this really uh, neat coffee shop that's attached to an Aritzia. They're trying to create compelling experiences that bring people in, and part of that new customer journey requires an employee to be able to navigate that customer through that journey. And you need kind of that employee to be um, a brand advocate that can truly bring that new experience to life. I'm inferring from the fact that Nudge is doing so well and is growing that that's not common. That for the last decade or more, 
these brands have not done a good job of communicating to their frontline associates what they need. Is that true? Yeah, I think that's a perfect summary. I think uh, the macro trends, if you look at the industry over the last kind of 15 years, and this is true both in retail and hospitality, is we've invested and predominantly focus most of our attention around the customer experience. Can you give me an example of a retailer that has made a huge investment in the customer? Sure. So if I look at um, a brand like Lululemon as an example. So there's kind of three key transformations that Lululemon or other brands have gone through. Um, if we look 10, 15 years ago, it was all around investing in consumer loyalty programs. So how do we reward repeat shopping behaviors? How do we gather data around uh, consumer behavior so that we can get smarter about the products we take to market. And then the second big transformation was voice of the customer. So when you walk out of a shopper's drug mart at the bottom of that receipt, there's a quick little link to say, go complete the survey online for a chance to win $500. That's essentially designed to get feedback from customers on how that experience could be optimized. And then the third transformation has been kind of the digitization of this customer experience. So the ability for me to order something online and have it shipped the next day, the ability for me to order a coffee on the way that I walk to work and have it waiting upon arrival at Starbucks. Really what this has done over the last 10 to 15 years is just kind of continue to elevate the expectations that customers have of a brand. And I think the challenge and what we call the experience gap is the fact that although we've innovated so heavily, <clears throat> excuse me, in improving the customer experience, we've forgotten about associates. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, you're, you're asking these associates who may be new, who may you know, be high turnover to suddenly raise their game, but companies are not equipping them to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, the switch in the market probably happened about a year and a half ago where I think retail operators um, kind of came to understand that their over-investment in the customer experience has, has exposed a, um, a gap in their delivery, and that is an empowered associate that can execute in-store. You worked in retail. You, yeah. Where did you work? Uh, a long time ago, I worked at a Shell at a gas station yeah. at a very, very young age, um, and it's fascinating. Like You show up, you're part-time. Describe your, I mean, now that you're in this business, in retrospect, when you look back, describe for me the communication that you got when you started and early on uh, in your, your work there. I would say um, it was inconsistent at best. So I'd say you show up a couple of shifts a week. Um, you hope that your manager has time to bring you up to speed on what you should be focusing on on that given day. And quite often you're kind of left to your own uh, vices to figure out what's going on in the business. So perhaps I would walk back to the break room and if I cared enough, I would then go and look at all the beautifully designed posters that are on the back wall. But I think you're dealing with a workforce that's predominantly part-time that um, the actual tenure of a part-time retail worker is typically not very long. And so with anything in life, we need to simplify the way that people learn, the way that people share ideas. And so it was, a, it was often a frustrating experience when you're on the front line and you don't have the knowledge to properly um, deliver an answer to a customer that doesn't deliver a great customer experience. It doesn't drive their likelihood to purchase or return. And you as a frontline associate feel disempowered in your role. And I know a lot of product knowledge is it's becoming so deep. You know, if you, you mentioned Lululemon, you know, I was in Lululemon with my wife a couple weeks ago. And like the, the product knowledge level there is high. I mean, the, they can describe the fabric, they can describe the fit, you know, how, what you use it for. And there's obviously a huge investment of energy that you have to make in equipping people to, to know that. I imagine that's becoming more the norm for most retail businesses. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's a fascinating um, use case because Lululemon treats their associates not 
in a way where, hey, you have to learn all about our products so you can intelligently speak to customers, I think they first start with the mission of who they are as a business. And I think that they've done a really, really effective job at creating this lifestyle brand whereby the people that work at Lululemon are passionate about Lululemon. They care to actually learn about the various products. They're excited when a new product's coming to market. And they've done an exceptional job at creating a culture whereby people love where they work. And I think that's kind of starting point number one. From there, you then need to start to navigate, okay, if we have this like passionate, engaged audience on our front line, how do we better support them, which is where perhaps training comes in around product knowledge and such. Um, but what's fascinating about them is they kind of switch the dial to say, let's first start by inspiring our front line around where they work and why they work at Lululemon. And then we'll think about tactically how we enable them. So would you see them as kind of a best in class in terms of how they communicate to their staff? Yeah, I think, uh, and it's a conversation you and I had shared, was around um, brands that first start at the mission, vision, values, create cultures where people love where they work versus focusing their time and energy exclusively on the tactical behaviors they're trying to drive. So imagine a world where I sent you a nudge every single day asking you to sell the new product and you got a nudge every single day about a new product for three weeks, you as a frontline associate are likely to disengage. Especially if I don't believe in the mission of the company. Exactly. Like, just gonna ignore it. Think about in any organization, when you have a workforce that truly cares, even if I draw a parallel to our software company, we're 40 people, I know that if our team truly cares and they're bought in on what we're trying to do, Mm -hmm. they will go above and beyond every single day. Mm -hmm. And so when you then look at a retail food service hospitality brand where you're relying on 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 associates to be bought into the brand, that's mission number one. And I think that's what is so fascinating about your business that you've created is that, you know, I spend my time helping leadership teams understand first the importance of having that mission, vision, values. Second of all, being able to articulate in a way that's authentic. But what I've never spent any time doing and frankly, I had no idea how to do, was understand how to equip them to reach 10,000 people yep. or 50,000 people. And that, so that's really what Nudge Rewards is, right? It's a, it's a software tool that lets them do that and blend with the, the tactical support. Absolutely. And I'd be curious, so in, in all of the experience that you've had, um, why is it do you think that industries, and perhaps you um, could speak specifically to retail and others, why is it do you think that executives have not placed time, effort, and energy into communicating with the front line? Is it simply that the mechanism to do it didn't exist? or I think there are a few things. So first of all, I think we, as you pointed out, you know, technology is evolving so rapidly, and the way people are learning and consuming knowledge is evolving much more to, to mobile-centric. And if you go back even you know, five years ago, that's changed. And I see that with how our, our clients learn. So I think that the tools that you have available to you, like when you worked at Shell, it was impossible. They, they would have to, you know, as you said, post things there. Or maybe they had conference calls. So I think one is technology has prohibited people from, from reaching the masses in a really bite-sized, regular, authentic way. I think the second thing is that, you know, it, it takes a lot of work to really articulate something that's going to resonate with that audience, you know, rather than with the board of directors or your senior management team. And, and my view is that you have to do that hard work. As you move down through an organization, you can't just parrot what the CEO says. And today, I believe that people are uh, looking for the kind of the genuine, authentic message, not from like what your boss says, but 
from you? Like, why do you believe in this company? Why should I work here? Why do you, why do you think of this product? Yeah. What do you think of this campaign? And so that why, it's not just about the companies that you can set once, but it's something you have to do on a regular basis. And I think that takes a lot of work. Yeah, that, I think something that's quite interesting, I'd say in the progression of our business, when we first started out about five years ago, um, the problem that we sought to solve was helping brands more effectively communicate with frontline staff. Mm-hmm. Um, when we would share conversations with executives, I think everyone recognizes the importance of communicating. They recognize that if staff were more engaged, more knowledgeable, they would likely sell more. But at that point in time, it was actually still difficult to convince executives to invest in a solution like Nudge mm-hmm. based on the merit of effective communication. Hmm. So what and we what, ended up, what did they tell you? Why is that? I think they... In a world where you have competing priorities and you have to place your dollars and optimize the ROI, I think you're always trying to um, you're trying to make the most informed decision around where you invest dollars to drive shareholder value. Did you ever get pushback because people said, "Well, this is a high turnover workforce; um, they're just doing a job; they don't need to know that." Did that ever come up? Perhaps a little bit, but I'd also argue like that's a great comment to hear because that's the biggest yeah, bottom exactly. line impact in these totally. organizations. And so mm. the kind of one of the aha moments for us is um, we started to measure the impact of effective communications mm. on business results. So what I mean by that is if you take a, um, a coffee shop that has a thousand chains and you have a new Americano that they're rolling out, what we started to do is that's, an, that's a specific outcome the business can measure. And then we started to communicate the merits of this coffee, the ingredients behind it, the story, and how to right. communicate that to the customer. And then we can prove that the frontline associates who were engaged in that campaign, who knew about that particular coffee, actually had a measurable lift in sales versus a control group that was not being effectively right. communicated so to. So you've been able to do something that I have long wondered if it's possible to do, you know, we're, which is to quantify the impact of improved communication. Yep. You know, We're often asked, by a client, you know, if I put my executive through this coaching program, what will be the impact? Yeah. And frankly, it's challenging to say, you know, from a quantification standpoint. I mean, you could say, well, they'll be more impactful, their messages will be more heard. But what's so impressive is that you actually are able to put a dollar ROI on that. Totally. The way that we think about it is it's nudge is essentially the mechanism to communicate with a purpose that influences behaviors around outcomes that the C-suite cares the most about in a way that we can actually measure. And that evolution in our business model is what truly changed our trajectory because I can walk into a boardroom with any CEO, COO, or CFO and I can talk about the impact we've had on retention or I can talk about the lift in sales around a particular coffee and all of it is perfectly measurable through either their transactional data, their retention data, their customer sat data. And so we've now proven that if you properly invest in the employee experience, it does deliver great returns to that business. So can you quantify or have you quantified for a company that does provide clarity around its purpose, you know, its mission, mission, vision, values, what is the impact on the front line? So it's a great question because I think the way that we define the market generally is it's employee experience. Okay. And so communication is a incredibly important ingredient in delivering a great experience to an associate. And I think the mix of what you communicate is kind of the art. So you need to constantly deliver content around mission, vision, values, like a heartbeat, call it two or three times a month. Imagine everyone on your front line was learning about the vision or learning about the new strategy for the next year. That has to be weaved in with other content that's around the tactical side. 
Um, and what we found is partly, partly what we've designed is we gather all this data. So I could actually tell you across a thousand location chain exactly what percentage of associates are bought in to the mission vision values. So imagine I quiz you to say, what, what's our mission? What's your favorite value? We can actually now create a score, which is an evaluation of an individual's engagement in that organization's metric. If I compare that score next to the retention of that particular location, you see that there's a direct correlation. So the fascinating thing here is as a manager, I can look at Nudge and in a heartbeat, I can understand exactly who's bought into this brand and who isn't. So I now can actually optimize my coaching behaviors because I can go spend some more time with you because you do not yet know what we stand for as a brand. So it's fascinating because I think the, the communication strategy in general has to be a blend of cultural content, strategic content, tactical content, but it's really capturing the metrics to evaluate an individual's buy-in and then how that compares to retention is primarily the largest metric from a cultural retention. standpoint. Retention. Yeah. Okay, so just to sum up so far, so you saw the need, you know, you've had retailers who have invested in the customer experience, they haven't invested in employee experience, the standard for employees is going higher, and Nudge really allows senior leadership to provide them with both the tactical support that they need, but also really the, the, the mission and the reason to be. And the cool thing I love is that you're able to quantify the impact. One of the things I want to delve into a bit more that you talked about in your intro is that you've created a two-way channel for communication. It's not just pushing content and messages down to the retail front line. They're also able to speak to senior leaders. What? Tell me about that. What kinds of things go up the chain, and what's the reaction been? <laughs> yeah, so um, fantastic. Um, our hypothesis was that if you look at any retail location, any hospitality brand, quite often those brands have their top performing locations or their top performing sales rep. So for us, we started to think about if we could understand what your top performing manager and your top performing sales associate did every single day, we can likely help elevate the game of everyone on the front line. And so we built this two-way channel whereby I can send a message out to a thousand people in the field and say, what's the best way to improve this part of the customer experience? And now associates are being rewarded for sharing their point of view around the best way to deliver the greeting in the customer experience. And then peers can actually vote which idea they like the most. So the brilliant idea surfaced to the top. And now that brand has the ability to just take that idea and then scale it across the rest of the business through Nudge. Have you got a case study of, of one of your customers that's done that successfully? Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the largest contracted food service companies in the world um, was trying to find a better way to drive um, cold beverage sales. And so big part of that is not only educating the front line around how to talk about bottled beverages, but also um, educating them around how to set up the physical display. So what we did is through Nudge, we actually challenged thousands of frontline associates to provide what they believe to be the most creative way to set up an ambient water display so that the best idea rose to the top. We recognized and rewarded a particular location for sharing that idea. And then we had about 1,400 locations then execute on that idea. And then we can measure the impact on sales. And the other thing that I'm fascinated and frustrated about is if you look at the employee engagement surveys that this industry has been running for 10 to 15 years, employees have been screaming at the top of their lungs that they need to be more connected to the brand. And communication is one of the top three 
opportunities for improvement that surface out of any one of these employee engagement surveys. So you marry that with the rising expectations that customers have, the need for brands to focus on delivering an exceptional experience in store, mm -hmm. all of that is culminating into kind of this category that's being created, which is the huge focus towards the employee. And letting the employees have a voice, letting them shine, letting their ideas come to the surface. Do they also give senior management tough feedback? I mean, is that a channel where they can say, I'm not happy with this, or this is off, off brand? Yeah, I think it has to be constructive, right? Yeah. I think uh, our biggest learning is rather than asking for feedback about everything and anything, you need to be fairly focused. So we may say, what's the best way to sell this product? Or what part of the customer experience do you think we could improve? Or do you have any feedback in the new way in which we're positioning our brand values? So as long as you're focused around the feedback you're trying to collect from frontline associates, um, you'll get very constructive feedback from them. Um, and the brilliant thing here is at the end of the day, these are the individuals that bring your brand to life every single day with customers. And if we are not learning from frontline employees on how to optimize the way we bring our brand to market, we will not be successful. And so brands need to be more agile. They need to be gathering more and more data, both from customers and employees, so that they make better, smarter decisions. Mm -hmm. And if you're not involving your employees in how you bring your brand to life, A, you're not going to get their buy-in to execute what you want them to do. Um, but it's quite interesting. It is, and I think something you touched on there is interesting as well, which is you're starting to be able to advise these companies on how to do this successfully. So I'd be interested, you know, You've now done this for a number of you know, leading companies successfully. When you look at the things when you start working with companies that they're doing wrong or not doing from a standpoint of communicating to their frontline staff, what would you say you know, the two things that companies should stop doing right away? <laughs> communicating for the sake of communicating. Give me an example. What does that look like? So I walk into so many organizations and one of the first things we do is we do a uh, content audit. So we understand what they're communicating through what vehicle and why, and very few leaders can answer the why. Hmm. They will put everything and anything in some vehicle of communication and push it out to the field, and I think status quo has been good enough. And I think for us, a big part of the change management that's required and probably a lot of the work that you guys do is when we enter into a new relationship with a brand, the first thing that we actually ask them is what are the strategic priorities in your business that you're trying to achieve and which of those can your people impact? Because that allows us to start to understand and prioritize the types of campaigns or the things that we could communicate that rally up to the strategic initiatives that the C-suite cares about. So we're taking an industry that communicated for the sake of communicating and we're guiding them towards this communication with a purpose. And then being able to quantify exactly. the contributions. It's fascinating how many people, I think, believe that you communicate for the sake of communicating and that's okay. Well, I think that's born of a couple of things. One is, as you said, employees are saying, I want more communication to be connected with the brand. And I think until people come up with cool technology the way you have, the ability to quantify the impact has been negligible. What's a second thing that you advise brands to stop doing when you start working with them? Um, that's a great question. I think... For, or, or start doing, maybe. I think there's, there's two things. I'll go one on stop and one on start. The stop is, I think we need to stop trying to make decisions without the right data. 
Um, what I mean by that is I think that a lot of brands quite often, even I was guilty of this when I was working in the loyalty industry beforehand, we came to our own conclusions at head office around what a promotion should be, what marketing vehicles that we're going to use. We did a little bit of customer research to understand perhaps the best way to position it. But we never really involved our employees in figuring out the best way to craft a message or the best value proposition that's going to be compelling to a customer. And so I think brands, and it's probably because they have not necessarily had the ability to access this feedback, but brands that want to win need to start to involve their employees in figuring out the best way to take any proposition to market, whether it's their new value proposition or whether it's a product. Um, I think something that they need to start doing um, is just gathering more data. If you think about retail and hospitality for the last 10 years, 15 years, the only data we gather right now is to measure how well we're doing, not why we're doing well. What I mean by that is most retailers will look at their transactional data to see how well a store is performing. They'll look at their customer experience data to see what customers are satisfied and areas for improvement but they've never really gathered a data set that actually helped them better understand the role that the associate has in delivering on organizational outcomes. And so part of our belief in terms of what the future looks like is a world where an organization can understand the impact of a highly engaged employee, how that translates to the transactional performance of that location and the satisfaction of that customer by looking at all of the data together. So you could say, well, this location is more successful because of its location. Whereas this one, we can quantify the impact of putting in a top performing group of retail associates. Exactly. I can start to tell you what retail associates should be working together. I can start to tell you um, how good of a leader that manager is and how that has a correlation to how engaged an individual is and their likelihood to stay in the business. There's a whole data set that's missing in this industry and that's a representation of the people that bring it to life. And imagine driving a car without a speedometer and just RPMs. Like you need to have multiple instruments to understand the performance of your business, and we're missing a key ingredient right now. Well, and I, as someone who has probably spent too much in the retail uh, shopping experience over my <laughs> life, I can tell you, I mean, you know, it is about that conversation you have with someone in the store. I mean, it really creates a compelling reason to be there. You spend more, you make better decisions, because, and if it's a bad experience, you're just like, I'm gonna go to the Amazon or, or the equivalent. It's yeah. just that much easier. Yeah, and it's those moments of truth where you either convert someone to be a loyal customer or it becomes a detractor to them coming back to your store. So final question for you, uh, holding up the mirror for you. So you, you're in the business of helping these giant brands communicate more effectively with their frontline staff. You yourself are, are an executive. Uh, what have you internalized for your own communication with your staff based on the work you do? Great question. Um, It's funny because I find it to be very, very similar. Um, We make sure that any associate in our business, whether they've been a tenured associate or whether they're brand new, truly understands why we get out of bed in the morning. And that's kind of our vision to help improve the day-to-day lives of frontline associates in this industry. And so I think as an organization, if I speak openly, I think it's extremely important that A, when we're attracting associates into our business, they're people that believe in what we're trying to achieve, um, they fit in culturally, et cetera. But as an organization, we need to make sure that our team's inspired. That's step number one. You do that by communicating your mission, vision, values. You do that by communicating what your strategic goals are for the year and how well you're doing on your path to achieving those goals, both the good as well as the constructive conversations. We find um, 
if I look at the actual communication rhythm in our business, like every Tuesday we do a stand up for the entire business. Every Friday at the end of the week we do a stand up for the entire business. And by stand up you mean? The entire team comes together in a particular area in our business and we share a conversation. We also use Nudge internally. As I was a, gonna ask yeah. you, that was gonna be one. So you are using it, yeah. even though you're not retail. Is the future of Nudge the corporate world? Uh, I'd say right now our focus is to be very focused. Um, so food service, hospitality, and retail uh, represent the largest employing industries globally. So good, um, good market to take on. Yeah. That, that said, <laughs> though, when you look at the progression of workforce dynamics, like by 2020, 80% of uh, the global workforce is going to be non-desk. So like the macro trend here is the fact that like we have a bunch of people that are remote workers across the US and across Canada. We have people that work from home two or three days a week. And so I think as businesses continue to adapt to the needs of employees, we're going to start to see more and more instances where the non-desk prevails. Uh, and that's like the macro trend right now that's happened in the market. And I also think you know what's very favorable for Nudge and just for the, the imperatives that we're talking about here today is that as we see more and more automation, the human experience has to become so much richer. <laughs> and what we're looking for is not just a transaction. We're looking for someone who can really help us, who can listen to us, who can understand us, and who isn't just a salesperson, but who represents the brand. And, and I believe that companies, you know, you know, I see it from the senior leadership standpoint, have to be able to create that with clarity and authenticity. And what's so exciting now is to see, you know, what you're developing from a technology standpoint that can marry that with these huge mobile workforces. I think it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, and we've all had those experiences where you've walked into a retail location and you've spoken with someone who loves where they work that's completely knowledgeable. And those are moments that you'll remember. We should bring Nudge to the Humphrey Group. We should. Very good. <laughs> well, th thank you so much for coming in and chatting about what you're doing. I'm, uh, I think it's so cool and I wish you all success. Well, I appreciate joining today. So thank you so much. Thanks a lot. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jordan Eakers. Uh, it just blows me away how technology is transforming communication, uh, and in particular, in a way that's now allowing senior leaders to inspire not just you know 20 people in their management team, not just 200 people at a town hall, but tens of thousands of people every single day, and to in turn be inspired by what they're doing. And I just think what Nudge is doing is uh, at the forefront of how technology is going to continue to accelerate what inspiration means. So I took a lot of the way from his conversation. Next week, uh, I have Amara Hunt. Amara is a longtime member of the Humphrey Group. She's our Director of Diversity Inclusion. And so I had her on to talk about whether diversity still is relevant in a world where inclusion has become critical. Talk about what Me Too has meant for diversity and meant for supporting the advancement of women and uh, what we can do to ensure that uh, women are heard and supported in realizing their leadership potential. So tune in next time. Uh, I'm always blown away by Mary's insights and look forward to uh, having that conversation with her. 